we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Breakfast Club is on. Wake up! The Breakfast Club, Envy, and Charlemagne, the voice of the culture. You think I'm gonna come here when this shit ain't hot? See, y'all different. Y'all the culture. It's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know what y'all talking about. This is probably becoming the most prominent form for hip hop. Being here next to all of you guys, it's really big. Put it in, put it in perspective. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Wake up! Yo 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 yo
That's so right. I, I want to salute to, uh, I know uh, there's a, a lot going on in the city today. Traffic's going to be crazy. The vice president is actually in town. The president's going to be speaking at a, a base in Alaska. So I, I just want to salute to everybody who uh, that got family members that lost their lives, that, that came and, and 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 made sure everybody was okay at 9-11. It was just such a hectic day. I remember, you know, thinking about how that happened. So I want to salute to everybody that was, uh, that, you know, that's going to be out there today and, and, you know, just remembering their lost ones. So, and their what is ones. it, 20, 22 years? I believe 22 years. Yeah, yesterday at the Giants game, Queen Latifah sang. It was uh, very dedicated to all the uh, soldiers and Army and Navy and all the medical people and everybody that, you know, ran down there to those buildings to just help people. So I just want to salute to everybody today. Absolutely. Definitely. Thinking about them always. And it's a damn shame uh, that the New York Giants mm -hmm. couldn't be inspired by that. You know, in any way, shape, or form, to show up yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I showed up. I you was know? there. I was there. I was oh, there. I saw you. I definitely saw you. I was there. And, and, I, and I would like the record to show. That was the first time in a long time uh, that I had a 40. When the last time you had a 40? You know what I'm saying? Between 40. I, I ain't had a 40. I ain't had a 40 old since I was a teenager. What was your favorite 40 old uh, growing up, Envy? Did you like St. Ives? Did you like Old English? Huh? What did you like? Colt 45? Never really a 40 huh? person. Switch malt liquor? King Cobra? Nah, Steel Reserve 211? Never Hurricane? really. Hurricane? I would have been more of a St. Ives person, but I'm, I'm not, just never been into a beer 40, like 40. Yeah, you don't like 40s, thing. right? Yeah, they weren't my thing. Mm -mm. Yeah, you don't like 40s. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Messed your stomach up a little bit last night? A little bit. A huh? little bit, little bit. Oh, okay. I was really yeah. surprised there were so many Cowboy fans in that stadium last night. Come on, that's not, we America's team. Knock it off. Oh, my You goodness. know what it is. I, it started okay. so well. Like I said, Queen Latifah sang the uh, national anthem. There was fireworks. It was mm -hmm. it was an amazing game. I seen so many people. I seen Tracy Morgan. And we Fat showed Joe. up and represented for America oh, the way we should have. Okay? All right? That's, that's what we did. Oh, we showed up for America because we are America's team. Yeah, we took the right? L. We took the L last night. You know, you know. Sometimes you just gotta take the L. You know, you know. The Cowboys box our mouth last night. That's what it was. I mean, we lost. I can't say oh, nothing they else. Definitely, they definitely boxed him out last night. Jesus okay? Christ! It Drop was one disgusting. Drop for my Dallas Cowboys. Man. The first drive right. felt. I'm not gonna lie. The first drive felt good, and then that's it. That was my only good feeling all night. It was just yeah. bad after that. Yeah, Big D. Penetrating the O line all night long. <laughs> there was nothing you could do about it. Okay? Nope. You know what my Dallas Cowboys gonna be in February? The Super Bowl. Yo, yo, shut <laughs> up, right. man. Yeah, well, one right. game. One I game. It don't matter. It Jesus don't Christ. matter. This is the year. I can feel it. All right? I've been saying this every year of my life since 1996. This is the year that oh, it absolutely goodness. positively will come true. All okay. Right. All right. My Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. My daddy told me last night, <laughs> go ahead and order the tickets and tell Envy, shut the hell up. <laughs> All right. We going to be in oh, Vegas boy. in February. You hear me? Yeah, Super right. Bowl bound. I'm sure you'll right? be in Vegas. You'll it's be going down. Team. February 11th. Oh, boy. Dallas Cowboys versus whoever in the Super Bowl. Let's go. All right. Well, Juicy J will be joining us this morning. We're going to be kicking it with Juicy J. He has a new book. We're going to talk to him about that new book. And let's get the show cracking. Front page news. Teslin Figaro will be here. She'll be talking to us about what's going on. You better have happening. the NFL scores ready. Okay, you what ain't shipping NFL scores this morning. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Good morning, Tiz. 
Good morning, DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God, and the Breakfast Club family. Peace, Tess. Let's, let me run through these scores. Now, last night in NFL, the Falcons beat the Panthers. The Browns beat the Bengals 24-3. The Jaguars beat the Colts 31-21. Buccaneers beat the Vikings. The Saints beat the Titans. 49ers beat the Steelers. Commanders beat the Cardinals. Ravens beat the Texans. The Packers beat the Bears last night. The Raiders beat the Broncos 17-16. The Eagles uh, beat the Patriots nearly 25-20. Uh, Dolphins beat the Chargers 36-34. Rams beat the Seahawks 30-13. And tonight, the Jets take on uh, the Bills. And don't forget the Dallas Cowboys wipe they ass with the New York Giants last night. Final score, 40 to nothing. Made the Giants feel like they shouldn't even finish the season. Okay? I heard I all season ticket holders for the Giants are turning their tickets in this morning. That's how disgusted they are. We're not talking about, though. And, and, and congratulations to Coco. Uh, she won the Women's U.S. Open. So, congratulations to that, sister. You were doing your thing out there, sister. It's not about the Giants. It's about you this morning. You were you at the Giants the game. Coco. So, shout to Coco last night. At the Giants game for no damn reason. <laughs> unless she's a Cowboy fan. Okay, oh, if she was there on behalf of the New York Giants, is there because she's a Giants fan? Oh. Y'all just let her down. Oh my goodness, Tez, where you want to start? Let's start off with uh, today is nine eleven. Let's talk about all the things that's happening today for nine eleven. Yeah, let's talk about something other than the Giants that you Please. can that you conveniently did not mention. But today, uh, as you guys mentioned, it is the second second twenty second anniversary of September eleventh, the attacks on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon, as well as the crash of United Airlines Flight ninety three, and the annual ceremony that takes place uh, will take place again in the nine eleven Memorial Plaza starting at eight thirty, and Vice President Kamala Harris is expected to attend. All right. Now you know it's like we were talking earlier. It's 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 so sad every time uh, this this day comes around because so many people mm -hmm. lost their lives. So many people have never really got closure. So again, I just want to say salute to everybody. I know the vice president's going to be in town today. Uh, there's so many blocks and streets closing. So if you have to get to the city today, just give yourself a little extra time. Now let's talk about. Uh, I know. Uh, I know the vice president' feet probably hurt too. Cause I saw her uh, hitting her little jig, the vibrant thing. Yeah, hip hop 50. over the weekend. We're gonna talk about that in the rumors. But now let's talk about Chris Christie. He vows to uh, follow Trump if he skips the uh, next GOP debates. What, what is that? What's happening with that? Yeah, former uh, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie vowed that if former President Donald Trump does not participate in future Republican debates, he'll change his campaign schedule in an effort to set up his own face-off with the former president. Uh, as we know, Chris Christie is Trump's most vocal critic in the crowded field of Republican presidential hopefuls, and he's long criticized uh, President Trump or former President Trump for his refusal to attend any debates. He skipped the first one, obviously. He's not expected to show up for the second one, which is September 27th. And Chris Christie said, basically, he's going to follow him around, run around and follow him. Charlemagne, I know what you're ready to say. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Trump and Trump vows to have people follow Chris Christie with tubas and play the tuba <laughs> behind him where he walks to donut shops everywhere. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. But that'd be some good exercise him chase, chasing Trump. So we'll, we'll see. Point, what, what's the point of chasing Trump, though? I mean, I think at this point, if you're if you're if you're a Republican candidate for president, you should just focus on the issues because Donald Trump is not. You know, Donald Trump is too busy talking about the fact he's been uh, indicted and he's fighting his criminal charges and he's mm -hmm. talking about witch hunts, but he's not talking about you know what he wants to do for the American people this time around. So if I was a running for president and I was a Republican, I would just talk on the issues. I wouldn't right. be following Trump at all. Yeah. 
all that boring stuff, the issues, I guess. So, yeah, the we, things we'll that see. actually matter. Yeah, the things that right, matter the things most that to us, right? <laughs> all right. Right. And, and but I do. I, and I, and I, if I was Chris Christie, I would keep reminding people because he did this at the debate. He kept reminding people that Donald Trump was a person who wanted to suspend the Constitution just to overturn the results of an election. If you're an American, you don't want somebody in power uh, who, who doesn't believe in the Constitution. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, that is front page news. Now, Tez, we'll see you in a couple of minutes. Absolutely. Everybody else, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, call us up right now. Let us know how your weekend was. Our mom was amazing. Shout out to everybody in Atlanta. I had a great time in Atlanta. Maybe your, your NFL team lost. Maybe your NFL team won. Whatever it may be, call us up right now. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Al. Hey, Al. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning, DJ MV. Good morning, brother. Yo, I want y'all to know I, I really appreciate everything that y'all been doing. It's been good. But Charlotte, I want to know yes, if sir. you're ready to give yourself donkey today. For what? You was talking about... Noah Lotz saying that um, the world champion in track and field yep. was um, was well, he was he was talking about him um, talking about the NBA players calling themselves world champions and they just got their asses smacked by Germany. Well, you do know I, there I, was I, NBA I disagree with on. that though because uh, the best players in the world play in the NBA, but they weren't playing for Team USA. I agree. But the, the, that doesn't mean that you uh, had to say Noah Lyles was going up against the best runners in the world. Well, the, the reason NBA I gave Noah Donkey today wasn't because of what he said, because I, technically he's right. The reason I gave him Donkey today is because why step on your own moment talking down on somebody else? Like, you just want, okay. you know, gold. Like, go up there and you celebrate and you embrace your moment. Why throw shots at other people? Point taken. All right, yes, brother. sir. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is M. M, what's up? Get it off your chest. Hey, I need, I need to give Donkey of the Day to a few people up there. Okay, go ahead. I need to give Donkey of the Day to you, Envy. Mm -hmm. I need to give it to Charlotte, Miss Nyla, the president of the Fat Clothes. Fat, um, uh, the president of the Fat Lives um, Matter Committee? <laughs> yep. Who else? Eddie and uh, Red. And Damn. also to... That lady who makes the mixer. I forgot her name. Nyla. Taylor. Taylor made it. Oh, Taylor, Taylor. Taylor, Taylor yeah. Why are you shooting at, why are you shooting at the squad this morning? What happened? Because of my, I'm a TSA worker. God bless America. Thank, uh, we'll never re, uh, forget what they did 9 11. Yep. Yes. But because of my schedule, I work, I work in the mornings and I always have to listen to the podcast on my way home. I could never listen to Envy's mix. I could never listen to Nyla's, Nyla's uh, new, new songs on Friday. And I think oh. it's, I think it's all the producers up there who who need to get donkey today for that. Nah, it, no, it I think it's something to do with the the copyright of the music. Yeah, it ain't there for it's, it's just what Charlamagne said. It's the copyright of the music. So when it's on YouTube or, or when it's in podcast form, they can only take our actual uh, voices. They can't take the music. That's why you don't hear any music. You don't hear the mixes. You don't hear none of the exclusives. You don't hear nothing, nothing like that. That that ain't our fault. That's that's copyright in YouTube. We apologize for that. We we wish we could put it up there. 
But that makes that means that you uh you sh- you have to listen live on Fridays for when Nyla does pass the aux. Yeah, and you got to listen at nine a.m. You know, just put the headphones in. But he's a TSA worker, so he can't he can't have the Breakfast Club on while he's patting people down and checking people. We can't be the reason why somebody sneaks something on a plane. Damn. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake up. Wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this Chris. Chris, what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I want to say, man, I, I'm proud of y'all, man. DJ Envy, Charlemagne. Charlemagne, I've been reading your book. My girl got me a book, man. I've been checking that out, and it's been real helpful for me, man. I, I just like what y'all got going on. Thank you, King. Which book you got you? Black Privilege or Shook One? Both of them. Matter of fact, you got me one for Father's Day and one for... um. For Christmas last year, man. I, I, I appreciate that, though, man. That's a good read. Good yes, read. Thank you, is. brother. Thank you. Hey, I also want to get off my chest, man. My god, um, my daughter's godmother, her name is Kelsey Ashley underscore on Instagram. She's a uh, stylist, up and coming stylist, man. She just did gunner for um, when he was in the Barclays, his band, and did them for um, this weekend when he was at Barclays and she also doing Keisha Cole for the BMAs man I just want to give her a shout out I want y'all to check out she's up and coming she's nice she's dope and just check What's out Kelsey Ashley underscore Kelsey Ashley underscore on Instagram okay okay salute to her she's working Salute to Chelsea Ashley underscore on Instagram. You dress Gunner this weekend even though you can't wear them clothes nowhere except for on stage salute to Gunner hello who's this MB big chocolate the toe sucker how we feeling y'all so, so listen, uh, two two things, man. God bless the people we lost on 9-11. And Envy, listen, you need to tell Charlemagne to kiss your brother Scotch behind. His team got lucky last night. Giants are still the better team. And as we all remember, Charlemagne would make a great Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. You agree? Nah, he ain't that cute. What you should have said is Big Chocolate the Toe Sucker with condolences to everybody we lost in 9-11 and condolences to our New York Giants who lost last night. Okay, yeah. that's what you should have said. Yeah, All right? We just lost one game. We'll be back. No, 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 no. Y'all got y'all asses whipped. Like, y'all might need to go back to training camp and start over. Like, I don't think the Giants realized that the season started yesterday. I really think they thought it was a preseason game. Yeah, it, felt like, it felt like our starters were playing y'all backups. It did feel you know like what I'm that. saying? It did. Hello, who's this? I don't want to say my name. Okay. Well, what's but up, you mama? on the radio. Nobody can see you. <laughs> you could have made up a name, but go ahead. No, but, you know, they, people be listening. But I have a question because I just recently got broken up with, right? I'm in a lesbian relationship, and I went out of town not too long ago. And I, you know, I have a business, so I was networking. And I was speaking to a male um, about my business and who worked at the bar that I was um, doing my homework at. And so I came back home. And he sent me a message. He was like, hey, how you doing? How's your family? Did y'all get back safe? And my girlfriend has a problem with it. And so she broke up with me. Like, she's like, I'm a lesbian. I don't deal with males. And I'm just like, I do business. I network with males and females. I just want to know, like, is that wrong? Um, I don't think that's wrong at all. I mean, if there was, even if it was another woman, I mean, as long as y'all not flirting in this business, I don't see a problem with it. You weren't hiding it from your girl. So it's not like you were trying to be deceptive or sneaking around. No, I don't see a problem with it. Um, yeah, but those, 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 you know, she, she probably upset. 
she probably upset because you talking to somebody who uh you know got something that she could never have which is a penis you know and, that and I feel off. like that the insecurity only comes out with males because I speak to females in the same way and it's usually about my business as I do with males but it's just with males she always has a problem and I'm like it makes me feel like okay you're like immaturely dating you don't know how to date but I'm like I don't know like can Gia have friends the Charlemagne let his wife have you know your, your, circum your, your circumstances are totally different now I have to ask you a question did you get penis before you became a lesbian good question did you like penis I, yes Yes, that's and what she it knows is. That. Well, that might she be the problem. She might keep going back to penis. She don't want you to relapse. But, I, but what does that have to do with me? That's her insecurity. Like, right. is it that is. something that I'm supposed to adjust? It is. But boy, I'm, she gonna she gonna beat you with a dildo one day. You know them oh, them lesbian okay. them lesbian relationships can get violent now. You lucky she didn't beat you up already. But I, I will say this. I will say try to have a conversation and bring her in on part of the conversation. You ask if if my wife has male friends. Uh, we have friends. Uh, she doesn't have friends that I don't right. know about. She doesn't have friends that she speaks to that I don't know. We all have friends, just like I have female friends, but my wife knows them. Uh, and but Envy's bi, though. So, you know. I'm not oh, bi. Okay. Shut up, man. I'm not about to play with you. We try to be serious. <laughs> but I would give her a conversation to try to make it feel comfortable as possible. Obviously, she feels a little un uncomfortable because she feels like you're going to get back to the penis. But let her know that you don't want any penis and it's all box for you. Period. Okay. All right. And go and go, and go and go box them out. Yo, shut you know up, what I'm saying? Man. Go box them out. You go sit on the face. Yo, go shut up. Have a good you one, realize saying that, though. What's wrong with you, man? You heard what she said? She said you was very light-skinned for saying that. I concur. Oh, my God. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. Now, when we come back, uh, we got to talk about why the vice president of the United States' feet might be hurting this morning. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kamala Harris. I mean, I guess we on the breakfast club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. My dad just texted me. I hope you didn't go to that game last night. Sure did, Dad. Sure did. Oh, you didn't take your pops? No, nah, I didn't take it. It was, it was too nasty last night. My dad was like, it's raining, it's nasty. Yeah, it was go. too nasty, man. It was too nasty watching the Giants get their oh, ass boy. kicked 40 to 0 by my Dallas Cowboys. That was nasty. You yeah, right. You, yeah. you made the right decision. <laughs> To, to answer your question That's exactly how I felt About the Giants performance Good Dad, Dad I didn't I didn't I did go Alright now We gotta talk Kamala Harris Now her feet might be hurting today As uh, she's hitting town tonight, Today to talk about 9-11 And that's because They celebrated 50 years of hip hop At the vice president's house Alright now uh, She was dancing The vibrant thing She was dancing To Too Short Who performed And then she spoke About hip hop Hip-hop now shapes nearly every aspect of America's popular culture, and it reflects the incredible diversity and ingenuity of the American people. Yes. It combines rhythms from the continent of Africa, from the Caribbean, from Latin America, with the sounds of soul and gospel and R&B and funk, to create something entirely new. And to be clear, hip-hop culture is America's culture. Yeah. Hip-hop is a declaration of identity. Yes. It says, I love who I am. I re <clears throat> represent where I come from. And I know where I'm going. Yeah. 
One thing's for sure, two things for certain. That speech was not a freestyle. Okay, that was definitely a written, and it sounded like one of her white staff writers wrote it. No oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> it definitely did, all right? There was a lot of mayonnaise in that uh, speech. Yeah, well, Common was there, D-Nice, Omarion, Jeezy, Fat Joe, Remy Ma, MC Light, Roxanne, Shantae, and Too Short performed. So, yeah, and, and, I, and, that, and I feel like they dropped the ball, you know what I'm saying, when they caught uh, the vice president dancing. Because it was a great uh, fake candid moment, but I believe they caught her dancing to the wrong song. I believe those moves were meant for Too Short's blow the whistle. All right, but she couldn't hear that well where she was at, and she thought vibrant thing was blow your whistle. Either that or somebody gave her the wrong cue, and she started cutting the rug to the wrong record. Jesus. All right, now, uh, things getting a little messy between Tink and Hitmaker. Now, uh, Tink and Hitmaker have been dating for a while. It was supposed to be a secret, but I think everybody knew. I guess they broke up, and they were both in Mexico and just happened to be at the same restaurant. So just understand, Hitmaker, you foul. And if you if you think to, to to put the video out of me in the car, you know, just understand, I'm gonna have to let I'm gonna have to let the clip go. I just shouted the man out this morning, so this is absurd. And then I see you in the club, and you gonna <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And I can't be anyone but myself. And I had a moment in that car where I had to get physical, and that's what the f it is. You tweaking with a real bitch, like a real one. Everybody told me to let that go, and everybody told me be careful working with him, and I never seen it until now. New music is on the way. I can't even tell y'all what the what the album is gonna be, but I'm working every day and I'm working hard, and that's what niggas don't understand. It's foul when I'm working hard and you out here f***ing off every weekend. You out here getting high, probably getting drunk, taking these hoes to trips. Like, bro, I, I like that they, they get in their bag. First of all, y'all know I love Tank. I've been tra championing uh, Tank for a long time on this radio. But why does every emotion, every moment have to play out via social media? Nobody would have known none of that Nothing. happened if Tank didn't go on social media with it. Yeah, that, that that is true. Well, she talks about putting hands on him. And Hitmaker talks about where it all started from. We're going through a breakup. Never did nothing to her or any of that whole situation so let's be clear i'm in i'm in cancun i didn't talk to her nothing she posted whatever happy birthday i said thank you very much never told her where i was at we just the way got her work coincidentally we happened to be in the same place i didn't even know that she was in the spot until i guess a song played and she went and like stood up on the table at the so I seen her as I'm walking out of the place. Her and her friends are saying like, yo, young bird, young bird, because I'm with a bunch of girls. I went and open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union at 5.25% APY. It's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or Kemba.org slash CD for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. She didn't get in my car. I got in my car. She opened the car and put her hands on me. Like, she went and said some shit and said it was a physical altercation because she know I got the footage of her putting her hands on me. Nothing happened between her. She lost her, her cool in this situation. And we still mad cool. Does he really think that was a coincidence? Do any of us think that was really a coincidence? No. Nope. That they just ended up in the same restaurant? You said in Mexico? In Mexico. In Me- Mexico, that, yeah. That, that, that don't sound like a coincidence to me. That sounds like somebody knew that there was going to be a party that they weren't invited to, so they decided to crash it. Drop on the clues, bombs for Tink. Well, if you're just joining us, that's we're talking about Tink and Hitmaker got into an incident in Mexico, and then the kink shaming happened. Mm. So the women, the same nigga that y'all going to war over, he eats my ass from the ruler to the tutor. I had an altercation with Hitmaker, Youngberg, Christian, whichever name you prefer. I've been silent about our relationship. I've been silent about us. What happened last night was a combination of things building up since May. What people don't know is that the real reason that things, our relationship has changed is because I wanted to create Winner's Diary alone. Hitmaker is my A&R, so... He oversees a lot of the things I do. I wanted to do a deal with Empire for two more albums. It wasn't me pushing him out my situation. I just wanted to have control over the way the music sounded. When I made that decision, Hitmaker literally washed his hands with me. Along with me making that decision, Hitmaker is upset because I would not pay him $2 million. Where was the king shaming? Yeah, here is. He was like, he ate my bookie while you girls fighting over oh, him. Oh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was that was tink shaming. Uh, we we have to, you know, us as humans, we have to stop shaming men for dining on the derriere. Correct. Now, and now, if you've been listening to your uncle Charlotte for years, way back in the day, the reason I would encourage men to let women toss their salads is because whenever y'all break up, if she ever talk crazy about you, call you a loser, call you a bum, you can always say, yeah, but you snacked on my cheeks though, right? Now, Correct. women are shaming men. 
because men snack on cheeks. This is how you know the tables have really turned in 2023 and women are just as toxic as men used to be. You know, we out here seeking healing, you know, and trying to be the best versions of ourselves and they out here shaming us, mm -hmm. you know, just because we want to snack on some cheeks. My brothers and sisters, this is a prime example, but I'm really talking to the brothers right now. This is a prime example of why you should only eat the bunky of somebody you married. Yes. Okay, if they don't, if they don't commit with a ring on the finger, then you don't commit by putting the tongue on the ring of her brown eye. There you go. And that is your rumor report. Hmm. <laughs> I hate this place. All right. Well, when we come back, we got front page news with Teslin Figaro and Juicy J will be joining us. So don't go anywhere. It's the Breakfast Club on BET. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. All right, it's time for some front page news. Good morning, Tiz. Good morning, DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God, and Breakfast Club family. I'm just going to go through these scores right fast. The Falcons beat the Panthers. The Browns beat the Bengals. The Jaguars beat the Colts. Buccaneers beat the Vikings. The Saints beat the Titans. 49ers beat the Steelers yesterday. Commanders beat the Cardinals. The Ravens beat the Texans. The Packers beat the Bears. Uh, Raiders beat the Broncos. Eagles beat the Patriots. Dolphins beat the Chargers. The Rams beat the Seahawks. Cowboys beat the Giants. And tonight, the Jets take on the Bills. All right? And we got to congratulate... Huh? I'm, huh? And, and, and don't forget that the Dallas Cowboys gave out complimentary 40s to the New York Giants last night. So nice to them because, you know, people don't really drink 40s like that anymore. So they bought St. Ives. Oh, they bought boy. Old English. They bought Colt 45. They bought Slitch Malt Liquor, the Blue Bull. They bought Mickey's. They bought King Cobra. They bought 211. Okay, they bought Hurricane. They bought 40s for the whole Giants team. And I thought that was very, 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 very respectable of them to do. Salute to uh, my Dallas Cowboys for being America's team always. Whatever. And we got to congratulate Coco, who won the uh, Women's U.S. Open. Congratulations. She killed it like, like last night. She actually was at the Giants game. Queen Latifah sang the uh, national anthem. So salute to uh, Queen Latifah and Coco, two uh, beautiful black queens. Two beautiful black queens that were in attendance to watch the Dallas Cowboys wipe their ass with the New York oh, Giants, man. Drop one of clues. Bombs for the Dallas Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? We were so inspired by having Coco in attendance. Oh, so inspired by Queen Latifah singing the national anthem. Uh, it, was, it was the next day. Was, today is the 22-year anniversary of 9-11. So my Dallas Cowboys, who are America's team, had to show up for America in that moment. How couldn't we? Oh, boy. All right. Well, Tez, let's jump right into it. Uh, let's talk about this rapper arrested after police say he confessed to his murder in his song. Yeah, I want to hear what you guys think about this. A Las Vegas rapper, 25-year-old Kajan McDaniel, who was previously considered to be a person of interest in a 2021 killing, has been arrested after police say he confessed to the murder in the lyrics of one of his songs. And he currently faces a charge of murder with a deadly weapon in the death of Randall Wallace, who was fatally shot on September 18, 2021. He was named a person of interest because of his connection to a vehicle that matched the description but when he did a music video uh, that is where they made the connection to say that you know he's possibly uh, certainly a person of interest now the awards the arrest warrant included a few lyrics of his song now they haven't showed all of the lyrics but they said that uh, there was one that he was talking about the victim's body twitching uh, they said that the evidence did show that the victim's body was twitching there were also lyrics about uh, where the car was parked and details that correlated with the murder but uh, the thing most of all that really got him was the video uh, featured him reenacting 
uh, some of the murder in a way that is consistent with the evidence at the scene. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken about this a million times. Uh, he, he deserves it. He earned it. And you can't be mad at them for using these lyrics in court because if you're stupid enough to confess to a crime mm -hmm. uh, via a record that you are, are, are doing, you, you deserve, you know, you deserve to have those lyrics used against you. Period. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. If, if you're stupid enough to put it in a song, they, they, should be, they should be smart enough to take your ass away. Absolutely. Yep. And, and, and I mean, what we don't want is for them to be committing crimes in the first place. Correct. But please, if you're going to commit the crime, damn sure don't go in the booth and, and, and rap about it. And I, I blame every rapper that came before this guy. All of these guys who've gotten in the booth and celebrated the drug culture, celebrated the gang culture, you know, uh, made dollars off of violence, but they were lying. They made all of these brothers in the street feel like, um, you know, if they're really out here committing these crimes, they can you know, rap about them because the people before them was getting on records lying about the crimes they committed. So they was like, okay, well, I guess we're really doing it. I guess it's okay to confess to these crimes via music. And now look mm -hmm. where his ass at. Jesus. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it goes, it speaks to uh, something you talk about all the time, uh, performing on social media. You know, the need to express every single thing, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. And so wanting to do a video that's literally like, again, the crime was wrong, shouldn't be done at the beginning. But it just goes into, again, uh, this social media thing, which brings my next story up, which about is trauma is trendy. A therapist say that Gen X embraces sharing their pain on TikTok. An expert in treating stress and emotional damage says that sharing trauma with the entire world has become trendy on social media, mainly because Gen Z is the first generation not to feel ashamed of it. Trauma experts say that there's an uptick on social media, people talking about their their past trauma, and now it is a trend among young adults, but I would say it's a trend all the way across the board, all ages. Uh, and the uptick of young people have symptoms of ADHD, OCD, and autism may be a result of recognizing unresolved trauma. Really good report on that showing why people feel they have to, you know, express the trauma on social media. Well, it's a cry for help, right? You know, yep. if you're sitting at home and you're dealing with some type of anxiety and you're dealing with, you know, some type of depression, you know, if you get online and express it, then you'll find other people who are going through the same thing that you're going through. So now you feel like you got a village and I think that gives you some sort of scrimp. So, you know, what we need to continue to make trendy is healing. What we need to continue to make trendy yeah. is people going to therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what we got to continue to make trendy but is that the help that you want because i mean once you go online like you said yeah there are some people that understand what you're going through but i'm sure there's a zillion more people that will just take shots at you and make it worse right. you know what i mean and and that's mm -hmm. what i'm fearful of because you know people don't understand they think everything is funny and if somebody's out there you know pouring their hearts out you know people will make fun of it first and you know people are doing that usually because they need help and sometimes i feel like social media ain't the place to get help I agree with that too But that's why parents And that's why You know Adults All of us Gotta continue to tell our stories Because if you continue To tell your story You help to eradicate The stigma Around mental health And maybe some of those people Before they run to TikTok Or before they run to social media They'll run to you Mm -hmm. And, you know, ask you what you did in yep. order to, you know, uh, get a handle on your anxiety or your depression or, you know, whatever it is that you may be going through. And that is exactly why, great segue, uh, I do my Mental Wealth Expo every year to honor World Mental Health Day. Uh, we're doing it again this year, the third annual Mental Wealth Wealth Expo. is October 7th, Saturday, October 7th at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. It is a free event. I bring, uh, you know, together some of the best psychiatrists and therapists and mental health experts 
Alliance and Mental Health Advocates. And it's just a day of mental health education and healing. And it's a free event, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Just go to mentalwealthexpo.com for more information. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that is your front page news. Thank you, Tesla. Absolutely. And make sure you subscribe to Tesla Figueroa's podcast, the Great Shot No Chaser podcast, on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network, and follow at Tesla Figueroa on all social media platforms. All right. Now, when we come back, Juicy J will be joining us. He has a new book out. We're going to kick it with Juicy J when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The living legend himself. Juicy J. Yo, yo, what's good, man? Thank Juice you, has an amazing book out right now called Chronicles of the Juice Man, a memoir. I'm going to be honest with you. I got this book a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I didn't even know Juicy J had a book coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from the prologue, it's exciting. Thank you, man. So many questions about the book, but I never knew, first things first, that they had flavored cocaine. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Watermelon, what? cotton candy. Is that where you would have jumped in? Not why you wrote the book? Let's find out why you wrote the book before we get watermelon <laughs> flavored cocaine. With water with flavored cocaine. I didn't know yeah. they had that. Hey, it was crazy. When I seen it, I was just, just like, yo, I was like, what the f? How y'all, how y'all put the flavors in there? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not going to try it, but you know what I'm saying? And you, you never tried cocaine. No. Contrary to popular belief. No, no, no. You no. never tried cocaine, but you talk about why in the book. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, uh, I was, um, when I was like a kid, I was watching TV and I seen this basketball player named Lynn Bias. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, oh, Lynn Bias, he died on cocaine. And I was like looking at you like, cocaine? I didn't, you know, I didn't know what it was. I was like, cocaine? Like I ain't never doing cocaine. Like when I seen that, I, that stuck in my head. I said, if I feel, I just felt like if I did it, I'd die. And mm-hmm. then like as soon as right after that, I you know I would think I could have been, I don't know, I could have been thirteen, fourteen. And this, the older I got, you know, I started getting approached in Memphis. Like you know, I would see people in the street. They'd be like, hey man, you want some coke? Hey, you want this? You want that? And I was like, first thing came to my mind, like that's that stuff that Lynn Bias took. I said, hell no, man, I ain't taking that. Shit. No matter you know what, what flavor it come in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you always seem to have yeah. like a sense of self-awareness about yourself that yeah. other people around you didn't seem to have. How, how has that self-awareness helped or, or hurt you in life? Um, I don't really think it hurt me. I, mean, I think it, 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 it kept me uh, to survive. I survived off that. I would have, it's, it's weird. I would have, I have these two voices in my head. I have one voice be like, hey, 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 do this, do that. Smash that without the rubber, whatever. Then I have another voice be like, man, don't, you know what I'm saying? You know what happened to EZ? You know what I'm like, I had these voices in my head telling me, like one one is telling me to go. One is telling me, nah, you might don't want to do that because, you know, this girl might be this. You might get her pregnant then and child support and all. You know, it's just all kind of crazy shit. Even just whatever, not just saying just with females, just with in the street stuff. You know, it's times I, you know, I talk about it in the book. I had mm-hmm. the strap about to blow somebody ass off, and then mm-hmm. like one minute something's telling me to go, then something's like, nah, man, you might don't want to do that because this person, you know, he might snitch on you. Or you can you trust this mm-hmm. you with? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. what got you out of that? That I got the hell out of L.A. and I moved back to Memphis. You know what I'm saying? Like immediately, I sold my house. I was like, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Everybody like you leaving, man? I'm gone, bro. Like if I stay here, I'm like, I'm gonna kill myself because I was doing so much drugs and Vicodin and Adderall, all kind of, bro. I had a I had a medicine cabinet full of shit. like you could have came. I could have prescribed you something, bro. Mm-hmm. Cause I had so many people, you know, doctors. Like I always get my straight from the doctors. You know what I'm saying? So I had these, uh, I call them wacky doctors. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They they would give me all kind of saying whatever I want to give me hundred, two hundred dollars. They'd be like, all right, what you want? The, f- the funniest part of that story, and, I mean, it's, it's there's always humor in everything, right? Yeah. You talk about how the girl, you told your girlfriend at the time to come pick you up. Yeah. Because you might kill yourself. Yeah. And then it's like two sentences later, 
So I broke up with that girl and I moved, <laughs> moved back to Memphis. Mm, I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> she came to your age. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. She did, you know what I'm saying? And I appreciate that. You know, thank you, you know what I'm saying? But I just, I was to the point where I just needed, I needed to get out. So, you know, I had a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. I was just pressured about I was stuck, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so used to um, making great music with the group and everything was moving forward and everything was falling apart. So I was like, you know, I was, man, I was really depressed, bro. I was drinking, crying. It was just like, it was, I was just hurt, man. You know what I'm saying? And people now, wouldn't I was, think that because you was having the most success. You know, y'all had just won the Oscar. You, yeah. you had the MTV show. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. nobody would think you was depressed. Yeah, people, when they would see me, they would see me drinking, but I was drinking to escape. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I was really trying to get away from the um, the pain I had that was going on with me. You know what I'm saying? Even y'all, y'all probably seen me doing that time or, mm -hmm. you know, just around because we was partying. I mean, I was running everybody. Yeah, I was smiling and drinking, but like deep down, I was not feeling too good, man. And I refuse to believe, man, that you ever wore two rubbers. I don't know why people be telling that lie. You ain't, it's impossible. I did. I did. You can't put on two rubbers, yes, man. Yes, you can. Yes, I did. I don't believe you. I did. I don't believe you. I had a situation, you know what I'm saying? I was with this chick, yeah, and then I got, you know, sizzled. And then I had, and then I wrote this song called Don't Be Scared with the Rubber on the Hair. Yeah. For rubber, you know, like um, uh, safe sex, but it was a hit in the hood. Yeah, just walk around in the club. Well, I can't say club because I wasn't really going in the clubs like that. But I would see in the street and you know, like people like playing it in their cars. Don't be scared. Put, put a rubber, rubber on the head. head. <laughs> it was just a chant. So you were never even scared to talk about the STDs in this book either. No, you know what I mean. It's real. A lot of motherfuckers out here didn't get burnt before. Burn the Shut up, man. Burn the DJ, you know what I'm saying? Never had STD. No, me neither. Never in my life. Promise of God, never had STD in my life. Hey, man, that's you. Grace of God. Now I want you. I ain't judging though. You said you went back to Memphis, right? Yeah. What did Memphis mean to you? You know, recently I did a car show in Memphis, and I see how much Memphis supports Memphis. Yeah. So, so talk about why you left Memphis, and then why you thought you had to come back. Yeah, I had to come back to get my mind right. You know what I'm saying? I just wasn't grounded. I was. I had been in L.A. too long. You know what I'm saying? It, it took me over. The music, my music was sound different. I was moving different. I was doing a lot of crazy drugs, and so I, I went straight back to Memphis, and I just went back to the hood, chilled, and you know I got my vibes back. Mm -hmm. I understood what you know my grounds were, my roots. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. then I was like, all right, well, cool. I can go anywhere in the world, and I'll never lose my sound again. Mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't know you and Project Pat was actually brothers, and I yeah. didn't know Paul was Lord Infamous's uncle. Yeah. Does it make it harder or easier working with family? No, no, no. It's cool. Mm -hmm. It's everything You know what I'm saying I'm glad I, I work with uh, My family man Because my brother Is one of the uh, persons That brought me out of this You know what I'm saying he, I was in LA He would come in there I'd be laid out On some lean He'd be like What y'all doing mm Y'all -hmm. <laughs> ain't hot no more <laughs> He would tell me that You know I'd be like What you say You heard what I said Y'all ain't hot I, I'm in the clubs You out here in LA Hot You know what I'm saying They ain't playing no 3-6 Mafia in the clubs no more Done. Damn. It's new out here, man. Y'all beats. Man, y'all beats don't even sound the same. Man, y'all ain't got no. Y'all ain't. So you got to put that hand bass in y'all beats. Man, listen, y'all listen this bass. And listen, y'all bass. You know he playing. Uh, I think he, he was playing some drummer boy stuff. You listen this bass. Listen y'all bass. Y'all bass ain't. And I was like, hmm, you're right. <laughs> I was gonna ask you. You know, there was one time they used to say that that the music that you guys put out was demonic, and that was like that the the thing. How bad did that affect y'all? Man, that, that, the music, to me, the music, I mean, I'm a church man, so I mean, I, I looked at this shit like, you know, ain't nobody, you know what I'm saying, worship no devil or touching a Ouija board or whatever y'all think it is. No, I just looked at it like, hey, man, it is what it is, but we, I felt like we had to clean the name up, so we changed the name to 3-6 Mafia. Because mm -hmm. I felt like it just, because it, it was, everybody was scared. Record label was like, I don't know, man, I don't know. I mean, we might want to sign, we might don't. So it was, you know, whatever, man, we changed the name up, and then things started coming together, you know. You, you even say in the book how, um, you know that you, the, the three six mafia thing, the devil worshiper thing, was was kind of a gimmick. That's what I felt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? 
I didn't see nobody worship the devil, so I just looked at it like a gimmick. You know, I didn't look mm-hmm. at it like it was really worshiping the devil. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, like Memphis was a dark city, so it was a dark time. So you know, Triple Six Mafia was perfect for that at the time. You know what I'm saying? Because it, I mean, Memphis is still dark, but it was like just it's it's crazy and not in back then. But you know, that's what I'm saying. I was coming from that, so it was cool. But then like later on, we started making you know more music and you know a couple more. I don't think we brought this album out called The End. We had changed everything. It went from triple six to three six, and it was better. You know, our sound had we stepped that game up on the sound. We had a couple of re- records on there that was a little bit more radio friendly. Nobody didn't want to play our shit on radio, so we had a couple of records on there radio friendly. So yeah, man, you know, we, it's just about growth. You know, well, the formula to yeah. me was Memphis. It was Memphis. You know but what I'm saying? We, That's what I love about the book too. How you detail Memphis's music history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everything, everything, we, everything we, our sound, everything came from the city. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But just the way we made our beats, we had a, like a, a certain kind of formula. We made our beats like. Mm-hmm. You know, some people make their beats a certain way. Some people make, you know what I'm saying? We had our way we made our beats. Because everybody like, how y'all make y'all bass sound like this? How y'all make y'all kick sound like this? How y'all make y'all, you know what I'm saying, snare sound like that? So we we, we was very, uh, we made our own, we, we created our own snares. We created our own kicks. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get our kick from somebody else. We created it. Mm-hmm. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Juicy J. Now, you talk about the, the drug use in the book, and, you know, you just mentioned it now. What got you to slow down on the drug use? Was it the, the birth of your kids? Was it mom dukes? Was it not in the zone? What what got you out of that? God called that time out. Yeah, it, it was it was it was getting crazy. I remember I was at a show in Atlanta, and I was coming from Atlanta. I was doing a lot of Xanax. And I was drinking at Bombay. Man, I was just like really really up, man. You know what I'm saying? Like slumped over in the car, and my bodyguard was like, he like, hit me like this. Hey man, uh, man, take it. He just whispered in my ear, take it easy on the drugs, man. You're looking bad, man. You know, and I was on the way on the ride home. I just had tears in my eyes. I was just thinking about Three Six Mafia and how could we get this group back together and we could figure shit out. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, you know, that was just one incident. And then I I did a show in New York and I had left my Xanax in the room. And boy, see, I didn't I didn't know the powerful the power of Xanax. You got to take them just every day. If you like miss a couple of days, man, you start getting these. Body, this crazy body aches. Mm. Talking like this, shit, just like man, I was like scratching. I was like tweaking. I was like, man, I said I don't feel right. I was telling Ray, I was like, man, I don't feel good, man. I, just, I didn't take my Zans. And shit. I left him in the room, and then we did the show, and I was sweating on stage, and man, it was just like crucial. So then I, I remember we went to Atlanta, kind of just kind of moving forward because we were flying all over the place. Like when we was went to Atlanta, because when I got back to the room, I took the Zans, so I was cool. I was like, Phew. so then I went. We went to Atlanta, and I made a mistake. One left the Zans in the room again, and we had to do the show. I just man, at that day, man, I was really feeling really down, bro. I was like just like slumped over, and I was like, man, I'm not feeling good, man. And I was outside the club, and I was telling Mike Will, I was like, man, I left my Zans in the room, hotel room. He said, oh man, I know you going, I know you going through it. And after that, I was like, man, I can't do this no more. And uh, my my manager, my cousin, took me to a, a doctor, and the doctor told me how to get off the Xanax. Well, you've, you had a lot of people close to you that didn't get the opportunity to, you know, shake shake it like you did. You know, no. you think of the Mac Millers and, yeah. you know, the Gangsta Boos, God Bless the Dead. You think there was a point you wish you could have, like, I don't know, intervened with them or you couldn't help them because you couldn't even help yourself at the time? Well, um, you know, back in the day when 36 Mile, we first started, I wasn't really doing a lot of drugs like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I might sip a little lean here, smoke a little taste of weed there. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a heavy drinker, but I didn't do drugs like they did drugs. They mm-hmm. was really going hard with the cocaine and you no, know, Lord was on a little hair on here and there. You know what I'm saying? It was very, very, very serious. So um, my situation was I was trying to get everybody off. Not so much I was trying to get everybody off of the 
I didn't really, I really didn't give a f about the syrup and the pills because I feel like that really wasn't the problem. The mm -hmm. problem I saw was was the cocaine because when they do cocaine, when they come up those withdrawals, they go crazy. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It makes you mad. Makes you like you a tough guy. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Who hit that cocaine boy, they would tear shit up. Mm -hmm. All of them go in the club. <laughs> tear the club up for You know real. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They would throw, man, I seen Paul throw a chair at above, shoot a strap, you know what I'm saying? Like, mother go crazy, you know what I'm saying? Just turned up like that. Mm -hmm. And I was only, you know, like half sober, you know I mean? Half sober, like I might have a couple of drinks or something, but I'm still sane. So I'm like holding Paul back, Lord, Coop, you know what I'm saying? Coop was like a, Coop was crazy as hell, man. I ain't gonna lie, rest in peace, but he would do anything. Like, mm -hmm. Coop's was just like, if you just say, man, let's just blow up a building, he would, he'd be like all for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was crazy like that, you know? And Crunchy Black, same what? Crunchy Black was every week he was going to jail. He was fights, shootouts, all kind of shit, You know what I'm saying? So I was just trying to, man, uh, I was the main dude just trying to hold, you know, everybody back from doing that. Um, I call it the white devil, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. it was really up. And it was, it was destroying the group, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, Things advanced. We won the Oscar, and then that was it. You know, we went Hollywood. And how difficult was it to to yeah. talk back to the members during that time when everybody went their own ways and everybody was having their own success? How difficult was it to say, you know what, let's put the group in front of everything else? Um, it was very difficult, man, because they didn't listen to me. They just laughed at me. They thought was who was the most difficult to talk to? <sighs> Lord of us, man. Rest in peace. He was a cold motherfucker, man. Like he was the man, man. It was hard to deal with. I remember we was in the car. We got pulled over, right? They didn't find nothing in the car. And then I looked into his pocket. I said, man, you better be glad they didn't check your own pocket. Because his pocket, this nigga had some Xanax. Um, he had a lot of shit in his pocket. Like, it's like his little, he had like a little button down, you know, had like the side pocket. Mm -hmm. His side pocket, he had so much. He's like, oh, I forgot all about that. I forgot to hide that. I was like, oh. <laughs> After that day, that was the day I, I said, I can't ride with you. I went and got my own transportation. I went and got this van. We used to ride in like the same vans. Uh, me and Paul used to drive the vans, and then we started hiring drivers. But that day, when he said he forgot to hide mm -hmm. that drug, mm -hmm. the heroin and the coke and whatever else he had in that little side pocket, I was like, F this. But it was difficult with Lord Infamous, man. When you was writing the dedications, because I feel like the dedications are every, everybody that you lost, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. When you write that, how did that feel? To just have to write that dedication? Yeah, it's bad, man. Um, uh, it's, it's crazy, bro. Like... I, I I shed a tear every other day, man. Thinking about that, shit, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it was been a um it's been a great painful journey. You know what I mean? Great painful journey. Your mother, Lord. Inf Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Ms. Coopster, Gangsta Boo, Clinton, mm-hmm. Creep, Brady, and Cardi K. Rock Burn. Yeah, yeah. Man. I always, always want to ask when I hear stories about, you know, drug use like that, like, do you remember who introduced you to it, right? Because as a kid or growing up, I remember who introduced me to my favorite car, my favorite sports team, my favorite rapper, my favorite musician. Do you remember the time that somebody introduced you to that drug? And why, what made you say, you know what, I'm going to try it? I'm trying to think to Xanax, who introduced me? I mean, you know, like at, at, at the end of the day, like Lord, Lord, and uh, Crunchy, they, they, they did a lot of Xanax and stuff. So you know, it was around already. Mm-hmm. And I used to, when I used to, we was flying a lot, and I was talking to this doctor I met in Hollywood. I was like, man, I'm flying, and probably need something to calm myself down or something. He's like, oh, I got something for you, and he just gave me the Xanax. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it kind of went from a little conversation. I was like, oh, okay, I know, you know, Crunchy and take Xanax. You know what I'm saying? So it went from there. You know what I'm saying? I, I never, I never really seen them go crazy like off the chain on some some pills or even some lean you know what i'm saying it's kind of sleepy or kind of you know slum or whatever but even that was like the cocaine i wouldn't do no because i felt like the cocaine was more like the rage drug so i was like i i ain't never had to tell these slow down on the lean or the stuff like that so i guess this might be cool to you know pop a xan or something and then it just it gradually you know definitely makes you feel good so it's gradually just kind of slowly but surely took me over, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then the lean, I already knew about lean. I mean, I sipped lean, I had sipped lean before, so, you know, mm-hmm. I had to, you know, I had to, the hook on the act. I had so much act, man. They, I was the act, man, man. <laughs> I was the act, man. I still got some. Act? Still, yes. What is act? Activist. Oh, yeah. Well, did they discontinue it or something? Yeah, 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 they banned it. I still got some. I, got, I, got I have it. no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. What is act? Activist. So, What's that? You said the full it. name? Yeah. I'll Google it. Yeah, Google it. Now, you are. I, no. I, I love in the book <laughs> No don't try it I love how in the book You pay homage to Memphis music But you talk a lot about Stax Records Yes Talk about how you were influenced By that by the story of Stax Records um, uh, Al Bell um, Jim Stewart You know what I'm saying uh, He had a sister too That was uh, involved in Stax I can't remember her name But she was Her last name was Stewart too Man I was just influenced by that man You know what I'm saying uh, Isaac Hayes uh, Rufus Thomas um, Man you name them man They had the Tim Prees and it was the it was the biggest record label in the South. Mm-hmm. And you know when I was coming up, you know it was over with. But uh, they had tore down the building. I remember it was in the news in the newspaper. They tore down the stacks building. I was like, why the f- would they do that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just thought it was some racist. Shit. I was like, man, these folks don't want to have shit out here, man. They just tore them all building down. Like that's a historic place. And they tore it down and then eventually uh, built it back up. But I was like, man, we gonna we gonna be like stacks. Man, I'm gonna follow in the footsteps of Al Bell. Al Bell was like he was running stacks. The black dude. And uh, I, I got the book. I, I read like I. Read that book like back and forth and back and forth because I was so interested how the 
had this from you know he was actually from he was from DC. Al Bell was from DC, and I was just he moved to Memphis and he started running stacks. So I was just so interested, like how this man you know run a whole record label. So I was just reading about what he did, and I took I talk about it in my book everything that he did. I did a lot of stuff, in, you know, in in my life, in my career, to follow in his footsteps, and it worked. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's that was the big influence that I had. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Juicy J when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Juicy J. Charlemagne? I don't want to give too much away from the book, but like when yeah. you, when I read about the, your, your granddad had a... He, did he have... What was it? Two families and all had the same names? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. he had, he had one family in Memphis, and I think the other, the other one was like in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he had named them the same names. So he could. <laughs> That's wow. Yeah. So he couldn't. Uh, he so he could remember. He remember the names. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom's name was Shirley. So he named his other daughter he had somewhere else Shirley. So he could remember the names. Like going back to mental health. You know, my mom. You know what I'm saying? For her to come from that kind of situation, you know, I could tell. You know, she had been damaged by that. You know what I'm saying? I could mm -hmm. tell through her movements and things she did. She was upset about that. You know, she's like I said, man. Mental health starts with uh, in the beginning of your life, and then it can affect you later. It, like, it, it, it does affect you later on in your life. What, you, what got you on your healing journey? You know, talking to, talking with my therapist. My therapist, first thing he told me, he said, "Man, let's start with the beginning." You know what I'm saying? How you know how were you raised? Where'd you you know what happened? How's your mom? How's your... And then that would put me. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's why I'm like I am today because mm -hmm. I went through this." And you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Then I start realize. He helped me realize. My issues I had, like my paranoia, my always looking over my shoulder, you know, you know what I'm saying? I might overdo it. I might have like more guns on me than the average gun I supposed to have. But, you know, maybe it's like, hey, man, you're going to a small function, bring one gun. I might have two, three. I mean, just bring one security. I might have four. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Come, coming up in Memphis, it's like, man, it was crazy out there. You know what I'm saying? I was like, just talking about robbing me doing this and doing that so I'm like I'm be on point I'm pull up I'm gonna shoot him in the face you know mm -hmm. that's just how I was I you had to you, you know coming up in Memphis you gotta be like that they make you like that even you try to be like I'm gonna be cool I ain't gonna do nothing man stole my bike you know what I'm saying shot my car one day I'm like alright you know what I'm saying it's like that okay I'm gonna mask up on your mask you just had a bunch of unhealed trauma you needed to unpack there you go All right. so I'm like just right here so then even when I, even when I come to LA I, I go anywhere I'm on the same type of time you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. I ain't never like Oh, I'm just chilling. I'm in a different city, so I can just chill. Hell no, we got more guns. <laughs> mm -hmm. We got vests. I used to sleep with a bulletproof vest on in Memphis. Dang. You know what I'm saying? When I was in my house, you know, like we, it was just so bad like that. I would sleep with the vest on, then I would I, I would try to train myself to wake up to grab the gun at a certain time. I hear I hear a noise in the house. I'm <laughs> jumping up with the strap. You know what I'm saying? Like police told you to get a better gun one time though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got pulled over. <laughs> he seen my gun. I had this little 38. He said, "Man, it's a piece of shit. the bullets." I threw the gun back at me. Damn. Man, get you a better gun, man. And they drove, <laughs> and they drove off. Damn. How would, you, how would you define Memphis now versus when you, when you were growing up? It's worse than now. Really? It's so bad now. It's just, man, they jacking every day, bro. You know what I'm Damn. saying? I mean, like, it was bad then, but now it's like, they didn't, they, they, they didn't boost it up. I feel <laughs> like, you know, and, and we always say that things are worse now. The thing I think is missing is there's no, like, it's just crazy. It's not. There's no spiritual foundation. Like these kids ain't got no morals, no, no. values, like no, no, no. respect. Like, no, you know there, there was a respect among, there was honor among thieves and crooks back. It, I know that sounds crazy when you think about it, but yeah. it was. Yeah, it was. A, it was a real street code back then. You know, yeah. it was. You're right. It was honor. You know what I'm saying? It was like, all right, we're doing this, we're doing that, but we're not doing. You know, we're not. You know, no kids involved. You know, stuff mm -hmm. like that in in street business. But now it's like, 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Anything goes through the door. Anybody with him, kill them all. You know, they just mm-hmm. think like that. People mm-hmm. think like that now. It's, that's why, man, like, you know, when I'm done with this rap shit, man, when, you know, the older, when I get close to 60, you know what I'm saying, pushing 70, and I'm running for uh, uh, office or some down there in Memphis, man, I want to change the city. I want to give people better jobs because they don't have job opportunities down there, man. They Like, the hope is down there. It's like, there's no hope. So people are just going crazy down there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I think if they had better jobs and opportunities down there in Memphis, and definitely some, uh, you know, somebody talking to these you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, Talking about mental health and talking about situations in life and how can we try to fix this? I think things could be better. Need more things to do. Yes. Like in anything comes to the city. Like like I said when I, when I did the, the the car show out there, it was so many families and even even the 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 police and the sheriff they were happy. It was like we need more events like this. Yeah. For kids to get them out the streets, let them come in there and see things and be inspired. And and I was like, a lot of cities need stuff like that. And the amount of people that came out in Memphis, it was just amazing. But then when it was time to do after party, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna come do after party. I heard three people got shot last night. You know what I mean? So it was that type of thing as well. You know? Yeah, it's bad, man. Yep, I feel you. I know y'all had like hella police with y'all workers. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna ask, we busy out there. When you talk about somebody setting you up. How do you trust people again after you say somebody on your team set you up? Like, how do you develop that trust again? Because that got to be... Develop the trust? Uh, I mean, like other people on your team, because you always got to be looking over your shoulder. You always got to be scared, you know? Man, you know, you just... Um, I just say, man... Or do you not trust anybody anymore? I, re- I really pretty much don't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I trust the folks I'm with. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look, at the end of the day, 3 Six Mafia, I trust a lot of people in 3 Six Mafia. You know, we was a real... We was a, you know, we was a... But it was like a lot of outside that was coming in. I, I didn't trust. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And and, and and the group didn't trust, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like situations like that. But as far as before three, I mean, like, not even talking about three, it might be me just coming up in North Memphis. No, I can't trust nobody, man. No. I had this chick set me up. I was at this chick crib right one day. And, uh, I, man, I slept. Like, when I woke up, I was like, damn, I never slept that that long. You know what I'm saying? I woke up, all my money in my pockets was gone. Damn. My car was on flat. All all four tires was on flat. See, you should have said no to Ratchet. Right? <laughs> That would have been the end of Ratchet for me, Juicy. I mean, you know, I just had to. Are you at the point now where you can say no to Ratchet? I mean, I'm married now, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so, there you know, go, that's, there that's done. But, yes. but you know, after that, I started getting hotel rooms because I didn't get hotel rooms at first. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, at a chick's house or whatever. I might have a strap or something, so I'm thinking I'm good. Nah, mm-hmm. I wasn't good. After that, I started getting hotel rooms. Uh, you know, like I would pull up and get like, uh, you know, they have these hotels in Memphis. You can pull up like a drive through and get like two, three hours. Mm-hmm. Smash and then dash. Mm-hmm. Um, the book, you got to get the book, man. Yeah, it's all in the book. I want to say on Good Morning America, they wouldn't let you wear the straight jacket and the Hannibal Lecter mask, right? No, it was a little scary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's all good. They 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 good, man. I had a great time over there, man. They they good people. Uh, I understood. That's I brought extra outfits too. So what they do? They just came to you and said, "Hey, man, did you tell them what it was for? Did you say I'm trying to raise." A, yeah, we a, had a, mental health? we we had that in place, but they weren't really trying to hear that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Are you executive producing Megan Thee Stallion's new album? No, no, I wish I was. But I I'm, 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 I'm executive producing Tadal Sands' album. Tadal, uh, okay. Yeah, Tadal Sands' album. And then I'm I'm, um, I'm producing a lot of stuff for Megan I'm doing a lot of production for it, yeah. I heard y'all got a lot of records together. Man, we got a lot of hard ass. So, why, I, yeah, I, I, personally, when I heard that, I'm like, damn, Juicy J, EP, and Megan Thee Stallion, that sound hard. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's Tadal Sands. Tadal Sands' album is real. It sounds like a, a 92, 2000s, uh, you know, mid 2000s, 3-6 Mafia album. It's hard. Really? He's singing over us. Singing on this. Is that what he wanted? He wanted that vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 asked me to uh, executive produce the project. The project. What's Meg's vibe like? Cause you know that's um, this is a big album for her. After yeah, everything yeah. she went through, yeah. like it's yeah. a, a big project. Big big project. Yeah. I can't tell you that, but uh, it's hard. Hard yeah. the She she man. She energized man. She going in. She yeah. killing everything. All right. Well, the the book is out right now. Yeah. Oh, Juicy one more J. question. One more question. Hmm? What does Psalm one oh seven one mean to you? 
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endure forever. This is uh, something I chose. You know, every every album I always put a Bible scripture on my albums. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Um, so I felt like this right here. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. He is for He is good. For His mercy endure forever. Like, like His mercy, everything. You know, He has mercy on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, in other words, you can change your life around. He He, he gonna forgive you mm-hmm. of all your sins and your wrongdoings. So uh, this is uh, very inspirational for me. Um, it just uh, I feel like this this is a part of my life right now. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, Trusting in the Lord, man, because he, he forgives you, and um, you can always start over and be a new person, you know what I'm saying? You can go from bad to good, you know what I'm saying? I love it, man. Juicy yeah. J talking about spirituality, That's God, right. mental health. Yeah. Come on, man. That's right. Come on, man. Pick up the book right Don't now. Don't tell us Juicy black men J. ain't evolving out here. Chronicles yes. of the Juice Man. Yes, sir. We appreciate you go for joining us. Go get it right us. now. Salute to Soren Baker, too. Soren, you did a phenomenal job. Yep. I don't know you, but you did a phenomenal job. Yep, yep. Juicy. Great job, yep. All Shout right. out to Three Six Mavi, DJ Paul, Crunchy Black, Rest in Peace, Lord Infamous, Rest in Peace, Gangsta Boo, and Coops. You still dealing with that? Do you ever get over that? Or is, is get, get over uh, the passing of them? Yeah. Never, never. I think about all of them all the time, man. I, I, I cry here and there, you know, real shit. Like, told me up, man. Still crazy. All, all right. right. Well, it's the Breakfast Club. It's Juicy J. Yes, sir. Shut the fuck up. Hold up. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk while Boosie Badass said he's never going back to Waffle House. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the breakfast club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. Now, Boosie Badass said he is never going back to Waffle House. That's because uh, he went there the other day and he brought his own potatoes. Last week, I got into it with the cook at Waffle House. He tried me. Like, I, I, I leave, anywhere I go, I leave a $100 tip or more. So I asked him, I brought a potato from my house. I say, make me some breakfast potatoes. All he had to do is chop it up and make me some breakfast potatoes. He say he couldn't do it. I say, you can't do what? It's a bet I won't be back. You get paid $2 an hour, I leave a $100 tip every time. I brought a potato from my house. He ain't want to make me breakfast potatoes. I say I'm done with you. You you ungrateful. Ungrateful. Then look, I tip the chefs in the back who cook. Every time I'm there, I tip them forty dollars. Whatever meal I do. He could have chopped that damn potato up. So now I'm eating the IHOP for a minute. Pussy not serious, right? He, he was he was clearly joking, right? I, I hope not. I hope he wasn't serious. I mean, you can't bring outside food into a restaurant. They don't know where that food's been. They don't know if it's contaminated. They don't know anything about where that food is coming from. Yeah, and furthermore, uh, restaurants are not personal chefs. Like, they're businesses that create a menu. They train their staff to cook that menu, and they buy the ingredients daily to make that menu. Like, yeah, they're not cooking your outside potatoes, man. Come on, man. Boosie, that Boosie got to be playing. He know you. He was joking. I hope he was joking. Now Lotto and Coyla Ray are back beefing. Now this is because Lotto she did the remix to the uh, Peaches and Eggplants joint. You heard it yet? Well, here's a, a snippet of it. He got the gold. Give me that net like Pizzy. No, give me that net like where it go. What the me my boy? Did you hear the line? Yes. Give me that neck like Benzino. I don't need you repeating that. Okay, bro. all right. Like, 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 as a man, I'm just you know, telling you, you. You should just, you should just nod your head to certain female lyrics and be like, "Oh, that was dope. That I'm, was cool." I gotta bring you. Know, it. You, you repeated that because you wanted to repeat it. No, you wanted to repeat it. Nope. Yes, you did. I'm just explaining to the people. Listen, well, listen, Giants fans suck. We no. know this, so I understand why you wanted to repeat that line. <sighs> 
Now, uh, Coy LaRae shared a message with her uh, her dad, Benzino. And her dad said, she admires you. They all do. Just stay focused. I got the most famous neck on earth. And Coy well, Lare- that's interesting, right? Because I, I, don't, I don't feel like Lotto was throwing a shot at Coy LaRae at all. I just feel like, you know, Benzino is Benzino. He's a public figure. He's got his own legacy so yeah he would end up in a rap just because not because of you know any beef between Lotto and Coyle Ray that was just a slick line to me yeah well Coyle Ray, uh, Coyle Ray said I love how these little stupid situations bring us together ha 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 on a positive note hope you're having a good day I love you and here is Lotto actually breaking down the line let me let me tell let me let me break it down for the people that's not fast uh, say, give me that neck like Benzino. That mean if I if I say give me that, that mean it's took, right? That mean it's gone, right? I seen some people talking about, but he don't got no neck. That don't make sense. Keep up, keep up. Yeah, so she yeah, that, that's how I took it. It was just a slick rap line. Mm-hmm. That's all. Now in OG beef, Lionel Richie. He calls out Diana Ross because he's saying Diana Ross never sang him happy birthday like he's saying to Beyonce. Thirty-seven years. Diana said, "No." What made you think tonight she was gonna show up? She ain't coming. She's over there singing "Happy Birthday" to Beyonce. Piss me off. Said, "Piss me off." Well, what Lionel wanted was for uh, Diana Ross to come on stage and sing uh, "Endless Love" with him. They've mm-hmm. only done it a. Uh, one time, what award show was that they did it at back in the day? I forgot. Was it the Oscars? Maybe it was the Oscars. One of those award shows. I remember because it was off a of soundtrack. Might have been the Oscars, but yeah, they they performed that song uh, back in the 1900s, and uh, I don't think they've done it since. Correct. Yes. Mmm. Mmm. There's only you. All right. All right, leave it up, leave it up a little bit. All right, well, that is your rumor report. Now, Charlamagne, mm-hmm. who are you giving that donkey to? Man, them, you know what? This is a good song to play. Since the Giants fans suck, I need y'all to come to the front of the congregation. We like the whole uh, the New York Giants football team. We'd like, to, we'd like for them to come to the front of the congregation. What they do? <laughs> Not a damn thing. That's, that's what they did. <laughs> Not a damn thing. Oh, okay. Man. And they need to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with them this morning, okay? All right. When we come back donkey today, I don't know why the Giants are getting donkey today. Every dog has his day. Sometimes you just don't play a good game. Sometimes you just off. Sometimes, turn this off, man. I feel like I'm, I'm flirting with him. I'm looking at him and I'm saying this stuff to him. That's what it sounds like. That's why I'm ignoring you. You see, I ain't even looking at the screen. I'm not even looking at the screen. Endless love playing and this man complaining to me about being off. Oh, my God. All right, and having a bad day. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Go talk to your wife. All right, Donkey, the day's up next is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Donkey up the today's the hee-haw again? <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. I'm ain't trying to be Donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I I'm not making these people do these things. Called Donkey of the Day, and it really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne, who got the Donkey of the Day today?
Well, Jess Hilarious, uh, donkey of the day for Monday, September 11th, goes to the New York football giants as a staff, organization, and mother effing crew. New York Giants fans, you getting some of this hee-haw too. Okay, I have no idea why they are known as the football giants, especially after what my Dallas Cowboys did to them last night. You would think on the eve of the 22nd anniversary of 9-11, the New York Giants would have some type of inspiration, some type of motivation to show up and be the best version of themselves. But instead, they ended up being the only team in the whole NFL who couldn't put up a single point on Sunday. I don't even know if that stat is correct, but it feels right. It feels like the New York Giants were the only team in the NFL who didn't score a single point on Sunday, okay? Correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. If not, who cares, all right? Who cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining? Now, if you haven't heard, the final score last night was 40-0. to zero. I mean that Cowboys D was penetrating the Giants' O-line all night with no lubrication. Mm-mm. All right, let's go to CBS2 New York for the report, please. So there's that. Mm. 40 to nothing, your prime time final between the Cowboys and the Giants. It was wet, it was wild, and it had some history in it. 40 points is the largest shutout victory in a Cowboys opener in the history of the franchise. 40 points is the largest shutout loss in an opener in Giants franchise history. It was wet. That's why it made it so easy for the Cowboys D to penetrate. Now, look, it was the eve of 9-11 as well, okay? And America's team showed up. That moment was for America, okay? That moment was for America's team. We knew what America needed, and we delivered, all right? We knew what the moment was. We wasn't going to let America down at a time like this. In fact, we knew that it was going to be a tough time for the Giants, which is why we decided to bring 40s for the whole team. You know, growing up, if one of your homies was going through something, you pull up with an ice-cold 40 to try to numb the pain and last night was probably the first time in a long time that a lot of people in New York drank a 40 and that's why so many of them were looking sick last night and probably feel a little hungover today see that Cowboys 40 hit different alright 40 is St. Ives Old English Code 45 Slick Small Liquor that Blue Bull that 211 Hurricane Mickey's King Cobra none of them hit like that Cowboys 40 now I know there was a lot of Dominicans in New York last night who feel like they put on white jeans and blue Giants jerseys for absolutely no reason. And who am I to tell you different? You are absolutely correct. You put on those white jeans and that blue Giants jersey for no damn reason at all last night, and the weather was disgusting, so those white jeans got ruined. I guarantee dry cleaners all over New York City are being bombarded with white jeans today because of all the Dominicans who put on a white who put on white jeans and a blue Giants jersey last night to watch my Dallas Cowboys dismantle the New York Giants. 40 to 0. Now, Envy, mm-hmm. this morning I want to tell you the story of the cucumber, the pickle, the penis, and the New York Giants fan. Would mm-hmm. you like to hear it? No. So there was a cucumber, right? Uh, a pickle, a penis, and a New York Giants fan sitting around talking about how bad their lives were. The pickle says, uh, you know, that's nothing. When I get, you know, big and hard, they stick me in a jar full of vinegar and vacuum seal me. And the penis says, uh, my life is the worst. When I get big and hard, they put a rubber tarp on my head and stick me in a dark room and bang my head against the wall until I throw up and pass out. The New York Giants fan said, my life is terrible because I can't handle Big D. But side note, Giants fans love Little D. Well, I like Little D. Yes, you do, don't you, Envy? Oh, Envy, you a father like me. Let's see if you can guess these dad jokes. Okay? Mm-hmm. You want to guess some of them? Sure. Huh? Sure. Why doesn't New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones use the phone anymore? 
Why? Because he can't find the receivers. Listen, <laughs> want another one? How many Giants fans does it take to find a light bulb, Envy? How many? None, because they are happy living in the Cowboys' shadow. I got another one for you. What's the difference between the New York Giants and a dollar bill, Envy? What? You can still get four quarters out of a dollar bill. Last night, the Giants couldn't give you one. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Want one more? Huh? Want one more? Huh? No. What did the New York Giants and Chick-fil-A workers have in common yesterday? <laughs> I know you know this one. Come on. Come on. Were, Come on. They're off on Sunday? Neither one of them showed up for work on Sunday. <laughs> Look, I'm here all week. No, literally, I'm here all week reminding you that my Dallas Cowboys have the best D in the league. Last night, the Giants got the first taste of the big D that the league will be sucking on all season. And on February 11th, we will be playing in the Super Bowl in Vegas. But no need to get ahead of ourselves. Let's just enjoy the process, starting with the 40-0 to ass-cutting we put on the New York football Giants last night. Now, can we please give the New York Giants the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons? You are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the 
And in case you're wondering, the cucumber's life is terrible because when the cucumber gets big and hard, they uh, chop it up and put it in a salad. Just want to throw that out there. I, I would just like to say, you, you act like people anything. can't have a bad day. Like you ever have sex and then boom, happens too fast. That's a bad day. You ever go to the casino and don't win? That's a bad day. You ever, you know, need a, a haircut and then you forget your hat? You had a bad day. You ever walk down the street and step in some poop? You had a bad day. <sighs> you ever walk down the street and a pigeon ish on you? It's a bad day. We all have bad days. What about when somebody box your mouth? Is that a bad day? Yo, shut or, is that, up, man. or is that threatening somebody with a good time? You know what? Which one is it? You know Which what? one is it? It depends where you're at. It depends where you're at, all right? Oh, okay. All okay. right. Okay. All okay. right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. BET, mm -hmm. we'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace, BET. Everybody else, all right, when we come back, Natalie and Derricka Wilson from the Black and Missing Foundation will man. be joining us. Salute to these two sisters. They're both from South Carolina. Uh, as Envy just said, they are the founders of the Black and Missing Foundation. Um, these ladies are doing incredible work to raise awareness to the epidemic that is missing black women and children in this country. Can't yes. wait to talk to them. And we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ NV Charlemagne the God, Jess Hilarious. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us today. We have the founders of Black and Missing Foundation, Natalie and Derricka Wilson. Welcome, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. How you feeling? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having us here again. Problem, problem. I want to know, because I wasn't here the last time y'all came. What is BAMF? So BAMFI. <laughs> I'm sorry. BAMFI. Lord, see, this is a, it's, the, it's the producers, ain't it crazy? All right, let me, let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. Charlemagne does this all the time, right? So he'll tell somebody it's wrong, so they can say it and then be embarrassed. He did it. He does it to me all the time, and I'm bad because I didn't say anything. But he does it. Like, like I'll be like on the sheet and say Ricky. I'm like, oh, that's Ricky. I'm like, yeah, that's Ricky. And then you say Ricky, and it's not Ricky. Oh, come up here like she did no damn research. She likes us with bad. The Black and Missing Foundation, we are a nonprofit organization mm -hmm. and we bring awareness to missing people of color across the country. I mean, we have been sounding the alarm for the past 15 years that people that look like us are disappearing and no one is really taking note of it. You know, our cases are not getting the media coverage that they deserve because awareness is key. Law enforcement isn't adding resources to the cases and the community just isn't engaged. We tend to turn a blind eye to the issue. So Derek and I have started the organization to bring awareness to this issue and to help find those missing from our community. And we also want to educate our community about personal safety so that we don't go missing. I was yeah. going to ask, did, did Carly Russell help or hurt? Because that was a case that went crazy on online, crazy on the Internet, crazy on the news, something that you guys would have wanted for a missing person. But then we find out that it wasn't real. So did that hurt or help the situation that you guys are fighting for? Well, first of all, I would love to just highlight Hoover Police Department because in missing person yeah. cases of color, we don't normally get that reaction. So they did absolutely everything right. In fact, they're the reason why the case went viral in the first place by taking the report, putting it out there to the local media. 
national picking it up, and then our community engagement. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons why that case went so viral is because everyone saw themselves as Carly. You know, you think about a child walking down the road at the onset of this case. Yeah. And it's nighttime. Mm -hmm. Anyone would want to be a good Samaritan and help that child. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after the fact, the revelations of that, we were disheartened. And just hearing some of our community members say that, you know, we don't want to help and we don't want to share these flyers because they didn't want it to be a hoax. Mm -hmm. What we are saying is that there are hundreds and thousands of missing people of color and we cannot allow this one case to distract us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about uh, the the good sister Tamika Houston? Rest in peace to her and how her Mm -hmm. case inspired y'all to form the Black and Missing Foundation. Absolutely. Um, Tamika Houston's case was the inspiration behind the Black and Missing Foundation because Tamika's aunt Rebecca, she's in media like I am, and she could not get that media coverage, national media coverage for her her niece. Mm-hmm. So that inspired us. And what keeps us going are these families that are desperately searching for us. And Rebecca is on our board. Mm-hmm. And having her to have that find Tamika's story, finding Tamika's story mm-hmm. or podcast is really inspirational because, mm-hmm. again, so many people are disappearing. 40% of the missing population are people of color. Mm-hmm. And we are not getting the resources that we need. And people are missing for a number of reasons. Your platform is mental health. Mental health. Sex trafficking of our girls and boys is a huge issue in our community. Mm. And we just need to continue to uplift those that are still searching for their missing loved ones. Can we talk about why Mm. black people go missing at such a high rate? Well, black people go missing at a higher rate specifically for sex trafficking. Mm. There's a study by the Urban Institute that said they interviewed pimps and pedophiles. They said, one, they like black girls because no one is going to look for them, mm. which is is the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why this organization was created. And wow. the penalty for sex trafficking our young girls and boys is not as high as their white counterparts. <clears throat> really? So we, yes, so that's what they're <clears throat> saying. So we, again, need to change policies and procedures to protect those that are most vulnerable. Mm. I mean, they're preying on children in low-income societies mm. because they want what we take for granted. They want food and shelter, and they're selling them a pipe dream, yeah. and they're selling their bodies. You know, And a child cannot consent to have sex. They're being raped over and over again. Mm. So we have to do a better job and stop calling our girls fast. Stop it. Mm. You don't know what they're experiencing. Why? You know, why is she pregnant at 13 years old? Mm. Don't just assume that she's hot in the you know what. Right. Mm. We have to do a better job as a community in protecting our children. And again, you know, we're all on social media. We're posting everything. I'm at the breakfast club. No, wait until you get home mm-hmm. and post. You never know who's watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, people are stalking you. It's it's a really crazy world. I just wanted to add, we can't forget about our boys. Mm-hmm. Our yeah. boys, we don't talk about it, but our mm-hmm. boys are also being trafficked at a high rate as well. Mm-hmm. So what do you tell parents like or, or family members? How do you protect your kids? You know? Well, we have to get back to the basics. We have to stop being our children's friend and be their parent. We have to put down these devices. You know, these predators, they are utilizing these chat features. I'm sure a lot of, you know, listeners out there, their children are on Roblox. 
You know, Roblox yeah. is a free Absolutely. platform, yeah. and those predators are also on Roblox as well. Enter in those chat features, and I think parents need to understand the grooming process. You know, mm-hmm. when you think about a child going missing, you know, what really comes to mind is probably a white van pulling up and snatching a kid and you know, driving off. Yep. Okay, we're not saying that that can't happen, but this grooming process takes time. Mm-hmm. They're they're building on their trust, and it could take six months. It can take years, but they are doing that grooming process because they want to build that child's trust. Mm-hmm. So we're telling parents, be that nosy parent. I mean, yeah. I'm a parent, and you live in my house. I'm going to be all in your business yeah, right. because if mm-hmm. I'm not going to take care of it, if I'm not being responsible, then someone else is going to get to my children, yeah. and I can't cannot allow that to happen so we have to have these uncomfortable conversation with our children at a very early age all right we got more with natalie and derica wilson from the black and missing foundation when we come back it's the breakfast club good morning morning everybody it's dj nv Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're still kicking in with natalie and derica wilson from the black and missing foundation Charlemagne. I love your hashtag. Help us find us. How how often mm-hmm. uh does the black and missing foundation help help find people like actually find people who go missing we help find people every day, mm-hmm. and since our inception, we have helped to bring home or provide closure to more than 400 families. Wow. So there are still thousands of families still searching for their missing loved ones, and we ask them to not give up hope, mm-hmm. but we are a resource for them, and we need our community to get involved. We can't do this work alone, and don't turn a blind eye to the issue we mentioned Carl, um, Carly Russell. Mm-hmm. You know, share these cases mm-hmm. of missing individuals because we just need one person to come forward to help bring a missing person home or for a family to get the answers that they deserve. Yeah. You know, is there any advice that you can tell parents of what their kids can do in a case that they did get kidnapped? You know, I mean, well, first, I would advise parents to make sure that you have everything in the event that your loved one went missing. You know, so often we don't have photos. We're waiting on parents Mm. to send photos. And in this day and time, everyone has a device, but we're still waiting on photos. Collect your child's DNA. Um, you know, establish that again, getting back to the basis, know who those friends are, establish that contact list so you can make those calls and make those contacts. And then with children, we have to understand where they are and meet them where they are. They're very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure that we are continuing to encourage it encourage them inspire them let them know that they can always come and talk to you or a trusted adult whether it's an educator doctor whoever it is that they trust and just look for the signs in your home and this is for parents if you see your child coming in with a cell phone or some clothes that just seemed out of the ordinary you know ask questions ask those tough questions and then mm-hmm. also just connecting with the school too where mm-hmm. you get that hat from boy it, exactly yeah. you have but you have to ask those questions you know you didn't purchase it right right mm-hmm. one thing i learned too is uh, in, in executive producing finding tamika was that the, the, the role the media plays and mm-hmm. the lack of coverage that you know black women get when they go missing is that changing you think Well, we have made some inroads. We've come a long way, but we still have a lot more work to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Now we can reach out to media partners to say, yes, I need coverage. Um, And they'll be willing to help. But sometimes it's an uphill battle. I'll reach out to the media outlets and I'm met with silence. Right. But Mm -hmm. we have social media and that is our digital milk carton. Mm -hmm. And everyone is pretty much on social media. Mm -hmm. If you can share these profiles of a missing individual. We don't have to wait for the five o'clock news cycle or any news Mm -hmm. cycle. 
we can get that information out instantaneously and far, a far reach. Um, we tra- just traveled from D.C. and in two and a half hours we were here on Amtrak. No one asked for any ID, mm-hmm. any information. So think about if someone is being trafficked from D.C. to New York. Mm-hmm. They could be here. Yeah. And if we can share that information on social media, we can help find them much quicker. You know, now at the airport, I see it all over the airport. Yeah. You'll see signs. I've, I've heard people say that, you know, people came up to them and was like, hey, is this your dad or is this your mom? Or, you know, ask somebody, is that your daughter? Is it getting better at all or is it getting worse? We can actually see the change. It's it's starting to change, but we're also taking matters into our own hands as well. We Our community members matter. And, you know, when you talked about the media, we created our own media. We want to tell the story ourselves yeah. um, because it, it seems as if sometime we're stereotyped and we don't want people to get distracted that these are valuable members of our community and regardless of race, sex and, and zip code, they matter. Mm-hmm. So we are, we're telling our stories. Yeah. And that's the production company y'all started with it. Yes. Bamfi? That's what you called it, Jess? It's Bamfi is what it is. I called it Bamf because Bamf, that's what you Bamf, said. But she got it Bamf right. Enterprises. Got it right. <laughs> so Bamfi Enterprises is a production company that we have created. Um, Untold Stories is a podcast that we've created to give families a voice. That's what they're saying. No one is hearing us. We need a platform to tell the story of our missing loved ones. And we have been technical consultants on movies um, such as Black Girl Missing with Lifetime and some other projects. So we, again, we are creating our own platform, as Erica said, Mm -hmm. because we want to tell the stories of those that are missing. Awareness is key. If you don't know that someone is missing, you may walk by them. And, you know, you couldn't help bring them home. Mm. So we have to be vigilant and, you know, create our own opportunities yeah. or our own seat at the table. Absolutely. Uh, mentally and emotionally, how, how connected do y'all become with these missing children? These families become our family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's that personal touch. We are national, but as soon as we connect with the family, every family member is in our phone mm-hmm. by name. And their loved one is the flyer. So when they call us, we're able to identify. It's the small things that mean Mm -hmm. so much. And I think um, it's important to highlight that the person who goes missing is not the same person who returns home when they do return home. Mm -hmm. And so there's additional resources that's needed for those individuals. And we're here to help them. We have partnerships to continue to uh, get the resources that they need once they have been found. And I know we highlighted earlier some of the reasons, but there was uh, one uh, that I wanted to highlight right now is Mm -hmm. also domestic violence. You know, Mm -hmm. that is a correlation. And that was the situation even with Tamika's case. And um, Tamika's case was also near and dear because she went missing from my hometown. And Mm -hmm. yes. And before she went missing, we didn't see anyone. It it, it just didn't stand Mm -hmm. out for us. Um, but looking at Tamika, Tamika looked like my sister. She looked like my nieces. Mm-hmm. And there's so many Tamikas out there. So that's why Natalie and I, we do what we do. Yeah, I'm like, these cases are just even hard. I guess because I got four daughters. They're just even hard to listen to because immediately mm-hmm. as you, when you see it, you start thinking, what if, you got, I don't even want to say it, but yeah. you know, yeah. that's what you start mm-hmm. thinking. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And it's like, damn. So it's like when you see things come across your timeline, you feel like I got to get involved because I would want somebody to do that for people mm-hmm. that I love too. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. 
We cannot well, we turn a blind eye to this issue at all. Well, we appreciate you for joining us. How can yeah. people get more involved or, or follow you to make sure that, you know, because sometimes it's the little thing. People always say, well, what can I do? Yeah. And they don't understand a repost will help, you know, uh, just, just to talk about the story or mm -hmm. put it in their story. Just so how can people and follow people you And people who guys? don't trust that no more because yeah. they think, you know, I yeah. don't know if this is real or not. Right. And we verify all of our cases before we post them. Oh, okay. If there isn't a missing person's report on file, we help them follow Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And we work with them to get that media coverage and to upload it to our social media platforms. But to get involved, please visit BAMFI.org. Mm -hmm. That's the Black and Missing Foundation, Inc.org. That's a low-hanging fruit. Just start with who's missing from your community and share that flyer. Mm -hmm. You know, we need financial support. We provide burial services, mm. um, financial support for families that are desperately searching for their missing loved ones, mm. flyers, you know, anything that they need and we can provide it, we do. So we need our community to get involved to help us. And then we also have the podcast. Take a listen to these stories. These are real people that are missing, like Ariana Fitz, mm. Eotis Harris. You know, mm. we, we dropped um, a, a episode yesterday on sex trafficking this mm. young lady was sold by her mother at 13 years old mm. uh -huh. you know she had mm. three kids by this man and law enforcement said there was nothing we can do wow so listen to these cases take it seriously and help us to find us yeah well thank you so much yeah, Natalie thank you and for your service, service, we appreciate you for really joining us and appreciate uh, the black and missing foundation thank Absolutely. you very much for the work y'all do thank, thank you all you. so much thank you for educating me on yeah. BAMFI <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk the BET Hip Hop Awards. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty pat. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the breakfast club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. Well, last week, Friday, they announced some of the BET Hip Hop Awards, like Hip Hop Artist of the Year. Uh, 21 Savage, Burner Boy, Cardi B, Drake, Lorilla, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Little Uzi Vert. Who you giving that one to? What is that? You said Best Artist of the Year? Best Hip Hop Artist. And who is it? Kendrick Lamar, Little Uzi, who else? Uh, Burner Boy, 21 Savage, Cardi B, Drake, Lorilla. Why is Burner Boy in there? I don't know why Burner Boy is in that category for hip hop artists. I mean, I, best hip hop artist of the year this year would definitely go to uh, a woman because, you know, women have been running things in hip hop all year long this year. Um, Glorilla or Cardi B, those, those are the two I, women I on there. But I don't, I don't feel like Glorilla and Cardi B put out a lot of music this year. I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, ugh. But, but what, I, did, what do you think, Drake? Because Drake put out, uh, what, two albums and he's been on tour, selling out tours. The Drake and 21 album was this year? Yep. Yeah, it would have to probably either go to, to Drake or 21 because some of the women that I would have probably put in that. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Category. I don't hear. Uh, I don't hear them mention for best hip hop artist. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I'd probably put Drake at twenty one. And now, best hip hop platform. Uh, All hip hop. Carisha, please. Drink champs. Uh, million dollars worth of game. Uh, Rap caviar was there. The Breakfast Club is in there. Just to name a few. Uh, I think for best hip hop platform, I'm gonna go with a uh, million dollars worth of game. Yeah, Why? I'm gonna say million dollars worth of game because million dollars worth of game um, consistently. Every every week, damn near, they talk to rappers. You know what I mean? I, I love Drink Champs, too. Drink Champs is a very consistent hip-hop platform. You know, they, they usually focus on the OGs in our culture. Million Dollars Worth of Game, they focus on, um, you know, some of the people that are current right now and, and, and a lot of the new guys. Like, I just saw the, the episode they put out with Rod Wave yesterday. So, for best hip-hop platform, I'm going to go uh, Million Dollars Worth of Game. I, I'm not mad at that Million Dollars Worth of Game. Shout out to Gillian Wallow. Shout out to Nori EFN uh, at Drink Champs. But I see. I, I just gotta lean towards the Breakfast Club. Oh God! Yeah, but you're biased. Uh, a little bit. Listen, Breakfast Club. We are a, a, a staple in the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, we're in the Radio Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know, we've got we've gotten a lot of awards. You know, but I think when you say uh, best hip hop platform, at least for me, for the past year, I'm gonna say a uh, million dollars worth of game. But I will say this though, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I vote on um, on the BET Hip Hop. For the BET Hip Hop Awards Yep So I went in my email And I voted for the 13 categories I ain't seen no best hip hop platform up there Now I don't know if they don't send that to me Because I'm <laughs> uh, Because I'm, I'm one of the nominations But I didn't see best hip hop platform up there BET I saw 13 other categories I ain't seen no best hip hop platform I gotta check my email man So 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 I would hope That uh, That is just because 
I'm one of the nominees in the best hip hop platform because if everybody is getting this email and there's 13 categories, but best hip hop platform isn't one of them, that just lets me know that that whole uh, that that part of the show is rigged. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna check now. Now you're gonna make me check. And if that part of the show is sponsored by Deleon and Ciroc, okay, <laughs> and Carisha please wins again this year and Drink Champs wins again this year, we gonna know that fight is fixed. Jesus. But I love Carisha please though and Drink Champs. Without I, I love like I'm serious. When I went to go vote, best hip hop platform wasn't one of the categories I could vote for. Mm. Okay. Now, also, you know, uh, Gunna had his first show since being in jail. You know, people were calling him a snitch and saying he'll never make it uh, back. But he sold out the Barclays Center this week, and it was crazy. I mean, he he, he did a great show. People seemed like they loved the show. He showed love to Young Thug by putting up a, a free Jeffrey on the screens. Uh, this was the start. So he has a show in uh, New York that just sold out, and now he's uh, going to L.A., and they said that sold out as well. Okay, well, salute the gunner. I mean, why wouldn't it be? <laughs> like, like you know, listen, man, people put snitching allegations on gunner. Here's the thing. Majority of consumers ain't in the street. Correct. So why would they care? Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, them, them young white kids and them young black kids and young Asian kids that love hip-hop, they could care less, you know, uh, you know, what Gunner did in the courtroom. They care about what Gunner does in the studio. Correct. They care about them records. And Gunner got some dope-ass records, so they're going to show up. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. And lastly, you know, we tell you all the time, be careful about what you put on social media. Child Services uh, was allegedly called on Blueface and allegedly showed up to his house after that video where he had strippers and he asked his son if he was, I guess, gay. Let's listen. There's booty cheeks out here. You in here looking for chips. And Slim Jims and You ain't gay, right? My man. My dog. <laughs> now, apparently the cops have been called to Blueface's home uh, a total of nine times since May, and they believe it's because if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, Blueface had strippers in the living room, and his son went to the, the, the you know the, the pantry to go get Slim Jims and chips, and you know Blueface walked up to his son and was like, "With those cheeks out there, are you gay?" That and the cops were called. Yikes! Well, once again, everything don't got to be on social media, y'all. Nah, you know what I'm saying? I don't know why y'all keep putting everything on social media. It does not have to be. That's right. Well, people will call the cops and, and, and report you for anything. So like you said, it, it sometimes it's, it's better not to just put your stuff on social media and keep it to yourself. Yeah, I don't see the reason why they, why they would want to. Yeah. And that is your rumor report. You know what I'm doing right now? What you doing? Voting for the BET Hip Hop Awards. Okay. Because, you, you know, I, got, uh, I just voted for Best Hip Hop Video. Uh, I voted for the Baby Shake Something. Yeah, that video's dope. So, yeah, so I'm going, I'm, I'm voting right now. I'm I'm going to vote today. And again, I just want to salute to Dr. Puma. Now, if you don't know who Dr. Puma is, he came up here about a week ago and was talking about uh, your heart uh, and things you can do to protect heart disease. And I went there last week. Uh, I was very scared, very nervous. I ain't even going to sit there in front. And the reason I get scared, people say, well, why are you scared? It's because it's not the scared to do the procedure. It's always scared of the results. But we have to do this to make sure that if there are problems or there are situations that you can check so i went through the procedure my heart is totally fine which which is amazing um i was gonna read what he uh what he emailed me yesterday but i can't find it but pretty much he just said my heart is of of somebody 20 years younger than me so i'm just telling i'm, I'm, I'm starting I'm, I'm hoping that ain't dr puma's line because he told me the same damn thing really okay 
Dr. Puma told me, I'm, I got mine right here. He said, Over your, overall, your results are excellent. Despite a high calcium score for your age, there's only minimal plaque in your heart arteries. Furthermore, your lipid cholesterol profile is excellent and well below goal on your current statin medication and aspirin, which I would continue. Your blood pressure and heart rate are those of a man 20 years younger. All these factors contribute to a very low 10-year cardiovascular risk of only 3.5%. Optimal for men of your age would be 3%, so you are in very good shape um I, I tell everybody man i've done every single cardiovascular test you know you could think to do you know not even throughout my whole life but especially over like the past since december of, of last year yeah um because you know I, I, I deal with anxiety a lot and sometimes those symptoms can feel like you know you having a heart attack so i've done every single test you could possibly do nothing put my mind at ease like dr puma's uh, the Soren CT scan. Yep. So I encourage y'all to go to Soren Medical, go get the Soren CT scan. When I say nothing put my mind at ease like he did, nothing has. So salute to Dr. Puma. Yeah, he said that, and he also told me my calcium score is zero, and I have no plaque. He said it, it can be no better. That's what he said about my heart. He says your blood pressure and heart rate are those of a healthy 20-year-old. That's amazing. This one. So, yeah, so go out there. And he said a lot of people have called and he said, uh, come on in uh, and they would love. It. I think they have a, a facility in Brooklyn and one in Manhattan on Wall Street. So uh, definitely get yourself checked out. All right. All right. When we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. And salute to all the HBCUs. I know this week and next week start HBCU week. And I just want to tell y'all, September 16th, which is this Saturday, uh, Morehouse versus Albany State. I've been uh, trying to get these classics back to the East Coast. So this is a good one. This is uh, at the MetLife Stadium where the Giants and Jets play this weekend. And we want all the schools, all the HBCUs to come on down. I, you don't have to go to Morehouse or Albany State. It's the Battle of Georgia. But it doesn't matter what school you went to. If you went to Morgan, Howard, Hampton, uh, South Carolina. If you went to uh, South Grambling. Carolina State. All right. Uh, whatever school you went to. And I've seen them play this weekend, actually. They played Georgia Tech this weekend. I was out there uh, DJing for that. But whatever school you went to, come on down. Fraternities, sororities, that's this weekend. There's so many activities. There's uh, step shows. There's bands. Uh, we're doing an after party for all the Virgos. So it's going to be like an HBCU party. So if you're in town, come on down. We're going to have a lot of fun. And that is this weekend. Uh, you can just uh, hit up HBCU NY Classic for more information. And then Charlamagne, you're doing your, uh, your, your mental wealth expo, correct? That's right. Saturday, October 7th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Marriott Marquis Times Square in New York City. My third annual Mental Wealth Expo, a day of mental health and healing education in honor of World Mental Health Day. Uh, salute to my good sister, Dr. Alfie Breland Noble. She will be in attendance. Uh, Dr. Rita Walker will be there. Michelle Williams, you know, you know Michelle Williams um, from, from Destiny's Child and her podcast, the Checking In Podcast on the Black Effect Network. She'll be there. Carson Daly will be there. Dr. Jay Barnett will be there. Brandon Marshall will be there. Psychotherapist Elliot Connie will be there. My man Rashawn Miller will be there. Just a whole lot of mental health experts and psychiatrists and therapists mm -hmm. and mental health advocates. And it is a free event mm -hmm. from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square. Just go to mentalwealthexpo.com for more information. And we'll see you on October 7th. All right. Now, when we come back, we got the positive note and more. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Uh -huh. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, we got to salute Juicy J for joining us this morning. And make sure you pick up his book, 
Very good book, man. Salute to Soren Baker, uh, you know, who's his, his co-writer on that book, man. It's called The Chronicles of the Juice, man. Very, very interesting book. Even if you're not, like, a fan of Juicy J and 3-6 Mafia, it's just a, just a good read, mm -hmm. a, good, a good escape. You know, if, you're, if you're a reader so go pick that up and also salute to the women from the black and missing foundation that stopped through to to fill us into uh a lot of our uh women that are are still being taken still being kidnapped and the brothers too and the kids too so salute to those women as well absolutely you know i um we, we put out a project uh called finding tamika you know me and kevin hart have a company with audible called sbh productions and we put out an audio uh scripted documentary called finding tamika that the good sister erica alexander and color farm did and that's when i you know first learned of the black and missing foundation because you know that case uh tamika houston from spartanburg south carolina is what sparked them to create the Black and Missing Foundation. So those sisters are doing a phenomenal, fantastic work. So salute to them. All right. Now you got a positive note? I do. The positive note is simply this, man. Uh, one of the most underrated ingredients for having a good life is a clear conscience. To know you aren't out here doing people dirty, hiding who you are, or screwing people over, that lets you sleep very peaceful at night because karma is real, energy is contagious. Live accordingly, y'all. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. 
Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.